Welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. And I'm Nancy Wilson. What? Changing things up today. <laughs> Becca went on a trip again. And that so girl. That girl. I know, just traveling. But this time, the last time we did this, I think she was in Greece. Oh my goodness. But it's that been a long time. A long time. But this time she's not now, so far away. She's just in Boise. <laughs> I have three gray hairs now. Oh, three. <laughs> just since, since Becca then, went to Greece, yeah, apparently. Only three. Uh so I thought, though, the last time we did this, we named the episode Sabbath 101 because mom was the the original yeah. Sabbath dinner kicker-offer at I our house. I think you all call it the original gangster. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, but that was, so, you know. So that was a long time ago, and... I was going to say, though, You mom, are carrying the torch so now when, for But me. when we did that yeah. episode... We were living at your old house where yeah. Sabbath yeah. started while where we, we were building our house. Yep. And you were here with Grandpa. Yep. And something that I think was one of the sweetest things ever was that we, the way it worked out, we recorded the episode and then uh, how I just, it, so, okay, our house was almost done and we were right. just getting ready to move into our house. Right. So the last Sabbath dinner at that house happened in the lawn. Yes, but we all tried to not notice. We were all trying to not think too much about what was happening. We were just everybody's like, just ignore it. It doesn't matter that this is the last time we're going to gather in this lawn. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Like we're not evaluating those things right now because all the people are going with us. Yeah, and we had a lot of guests. We had a lot of guests too, so it was sort of like everybody wanted to not. It was very sweet, and you all. It was not time for a big snot fest of crying. About so the I just got past. choked up. I didn't actually sob or no, anything. No, but we toasted. We had champagne yeah, and we toasted. Yeah. But something that you all did that helped celebrate that week. It was amazing. It and it was unplanned. Is that this ep- that episode went up, and then I think it was a couple weeks from then we had our last Sabbath dinner at that house, and for whatever reason that Saturday. As we were out in the yard, I started getting all these notifications from people <laughs> who were sending me pictures of their first their Sabbath, Sabbath dinners. And it was I so it. it was so much the thing of the like, like the seed that's it. planted yep. and now it's coming back. All so this sweet. it was so sweet. And it was such a great way to celebrate that yeah. the la- the end of a certain era. But of it Sabbath. was that last year you were and Luke were were hosting Sabbath. You were doing all the work of Sabbath. We were coming to our house. Yes, but it was still, it was it was still really, Nana's house and Nana's lawn and Nana's, Nana's kitchen. It was still all, yeah. it still had your sign, Nana's kitchen, kids eat free. I but. still have it. It's <laughs> packed, but I still have yeah. it. And we had a... I have to say, it's this cute sign that someone got me in Texas down in Fredericksburg, a friend of mine, and it's just a red sign that says, Nana's kitchen, and underneath it, it said, kids eat free. Well, it was hanging over the trim of the dining room entry. And the little kids thought it said kids fat free because (laughs) the bottom of the E was not visible. So I wonder what this means. We moved the nail up higher. Like, why are kids fat free, Nana? (laughs) Missing the joke. Yeah. Anyways, I I know a bunch of you who listen have started Sab Centers, have been working towards really this kind of rhythm of life. And so I thought uh, we would just revisit 
we would just revisit the topic sure. again. Yeah. And maybe this is more of a Sabbath refresher than a one on one. I I don't think I would be shocked if you remember what we talked about in the first one. And I certainly don't remember what no. we talked about. So we might repeat ourselves, but we might it's not. All right. This might be all it's fresh all right. material. Yeah. Who's to Completely. say? Completely. Completely. <laughs> um, I was thinking that among the questions, like what are actually, Mom? How about this? Okay. What can you think Give of some it to of the me. questions that people have asked you most frequently through the years about doing Sabbath? Hooey. Well, what do you fix? That's always a big one. Oh no, the biggest question, most repeated, is who does the dishes? <laughs> And so I tried always over the years to say, well, you know, I get lots of help, but sometimes I do the dishes. You know, we, when we started it, we didn't know what we were doing. We were just starting Saturday night dinner and Ben and Becca were engaged. There were no grandkids. There were six of us. And there were six of us. And then Knox was born and then Jemima and then Nate and Heather got married and started having kids. And you and Luke got married and started having kids. So there was a time when... I did not want you girls coming and having to work or bring stuff. I just wanted you to come. Mm-hmm. And it was, I could totally handle it. I had a big kitchen. Yeah. We, it was so much fun. We had a big table that Doug ordered from a builder in Lancaster, a furniture maker. Mm-hmm. You know, we had it. And Doug would help get all the, you know, everything set up. So it grew gradually. We didn't start at the deep end of the pool. And as time went by, you know, I mean, I did the dishes or whoever wanted to help did the dishes. It wasn't ever a thing. Mm -hmm. And as it got very big, I noticed more like Sunday afternoon. I, that's when I would hit the dishes late in the afternoon Uh or like in the evening, you know, where it was really a two day thing, but it was well worth it. I don't ever look back and go, yeah. Wish I had had more help with the dishes. I do I mean, think dishes just in general, Sabbath or not, doing the dishes is so much more enjoyable when you stop getting into your own head about, like, as though this is a martyr right. situation. Yes, okay, so <clears throat> years ago, Wendy Wilkins, bless her heart, pastor's wife in Monroe, Louisiana, she was feeding all these people. And I remember her telling me, she said, you know, I love doing the dishes. I just... Think back over the meal and the conversation and where, oh, she was sitting there and he was there. And she just, and I thought, okay, that's the sweetest thing ever. And mm-hmm. what a what a way to spend the time doing the dishes where she just loved sort of reliving it all mm-hmm. and how sweet it had been. So I commend that to all of you. <laughs> yeah. But don't get hung up on who's going to do the dishes. I mean... Well, I think, I think what I mean is that if you're doing the dishes and thinking how other people should have helped you well, with yeah, the dishes. Well, yeah, that's a bummer. Then yeah. you're just <laughs> in a vortex of a non... There's going to be no profit in this well, situation. Well, I just have myself. I maybe am strange. But I have this... I do enjoy putting things back in order. And so over the years, I started collecting those big, chunky, vintage goblets that are different mm-hmm. wild colors. And I didn't put them in the dishwasher because they don't work very well in there. And the bases are convex, yeah, so, so they fill up pools of dishwasher that, water, dirty water. I hate that. Anyway, so I would wash them by hand, and I just got so much satisfaction out of that. Or if mm-hmm. I put them through the dishwasher, I'd get them out and rinse off the base and dry them and whatever. And putting them all back and just being blessed. 
that it was just a sweet, it was just a sweet time. So, you know, now I'm on the receiving end where I get to just show up at your house for Sabbath. And it is, it's so much fun. And I end up sometimes over in the sink say, I think doing the is, dishes. I think mom is for sure our biggest, most excited guest that we ever had well. to Sabbath. <laughs> she, comes, she comes every week. And, and I still think that every week it. she still loves the fact that she didn't do all of, well, the, all I of just, the prep. I totally love it. And yeah. I'm astounded by, I will look at what you've made and think, oh my word. I would have, it would take me like three or four days to get this done. I already think, I think it's a life, all of life is such a rhythm of picking things up and laying things down and and stewarding this phase and going into the next phase and never having, because I'll tell you, I'm square dead in the middle of the phase that I'm in right now. I don't see changing right away like right. I feel like I this is a longer phase this might but be I, where I am too all honey. <laughs> the time yeah getting the sense of what the next phase is and how much yeah. I need to be prepared prepared what yeah. I would say it is is having my spiritual knees bent lifting with my spiritual legs and not my back yeah do you know what I mean like yeah. I like being ready yeah. for this because what is so funny the more competent my kids get the more I have had to let go of things that I at they one time at one time yeah. I really cared about that and I mm-hmm. and I realized things like for instance it's been a long time since I've made lasagna if we make lasagna my kids want to they want to do, do it, it and so they yeah. make it and I let them do it because mm-hmm. I want them to do it you know I that's great everything's everything's fine with that except that I realized that I think I've probably lost my interest in making lasagna like I like right. I've handed that right. over and I'm like yeah. so when is it going to happen that all of a sudden you have we're to having make it. 75 people for lasagna and I'm like why am I having to make this right. <laughs> what yeah how is this my problem but you know the thing is our handoff you know, we moved out of our house and you all moved into it and you started hosting Sabbath for us because we're in this little bitty house. Mm-hmm. And it was just a the smoothest transition. It was not like a big, oh, I'm crushed. What is my role in life now? It was just like, how about it? Awesome. Yeah. And so, and Becca's done some at her house and, you know, over the years and it's just spread out very naturally to your place because you're, you have the love of it, the di- the discipline for it, the oh yeah, we the, love to do it. And the force of well, uh, the workforce. I feel everything. like I should say to people who are, I think it's very easy for people to look at my house and be like, well, it would be easy to do this if I had this much space. No, it's hard or, to do it with a lot of people. Well, maybe, <laughs> but I think the thing I'm trying to say is that for a long time we did host in a house that was not. Yeah, that was not made for this. No, but it was a lot. We smaller. were like, a, it was an important part of our. It was like we believe we should be doing this, so we're right. going to do this, but, and we're asking the Lord to provide what we need to do this more effectively. Yes, and longer and more like bountifully. Like we're asking the right. Lord to give us more to give and give us more to and that open-handedly give. The more resources you have the bigger the responsibility. So God has provided you with the big house to put in more people, but it doesn't mean it's less work somehow because it's a big house. No, but, it's, but I have a but lot of kids. But you have a lot, lot of kids to help. So I'm just saying, I started with our house that was pretty big at the time. You know, we, we started we just, on Harrison, Mom. 
We did? Because mm-hmm. didn't we? I don't think so. I think did you we, not start it until after? I think we started Because I feel like I remember in. Ben coming over we for Machaca. Yeah. We were going to have Machaca for a Sabbath yeah. dinner. And instead of green chilies, we bought jalapenos. canned jalapenos. And it was inedibly you know, spicy. That was, that was not a Sabbath dinner. It wasn't. It, it was, was a tough. weeknight dinner. And I'll just say that this was when Ben was... He and Becca were a thing, but they weren't engaged yet. But it was his first time we had him to dinner. So I was a little, I was a little jumpy. Yeah. And it's the only time I remember that your dad didn't make it home for dinner. He did so not make funny. it home. Oh, so and funny. he got tied up at the office and he flat out did not make it home. So I remember feeling really like not only did dad, Doug not come home for dinner, but I accidentally put in jalapenos instead of the Ortega chilies, the mildest. So I was apologizing, but it, he loved it. And he was like, oh, are you joking me? I live at the crack house. <laughs> Which was their affectionate name. Their affectionate name for a very ratty apartment. Right. Building. It was not a real crack house. So we, anyways. So anyway, that was not so Sabbath was not dinner. I think we started once we moved into our house. That's how I date it. But the, the point is, is like, Okay, I'm going to read a verse that I just read this morning, and I thought, I love this. Psalm 65, verse 4. Blessed is the man you choose and cause to approach you, that he may dwell in your courts. And I thought, you know what? And we shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house. Like, we are dwelling in God's courts, whatever our house is. Mm -hmm. We're dwelling in his courts. And so... That's why we are hospitable. We have something to share. Mm-hmm. We are trying to glorify him with what we have. And that includes feeding people. Mm-hmm. Because that's where our gifts are. That's where, I mean, that's what we're made for. Well, plus, you just have to recognize, and I think it's one of the best things about hospitality, is that everybody has to eat. I know. And it doesn't matter how wealthy people are or how like isolated they are or yeah. how whatever. Everybody has to eat. And we all have to eat. Quite often. Yeah. And, and so it's so, actually a gift that you can always give. Yes. No matter what pe- like yes. you can always find an application for Unless you have people. no food. I have a friend who calls it the whole Holy Spirit food is like a whole genre of food and hospitality. And it's uh, sometime I would like to compile some of these stories yes. because the Holy Spirit food thing is just very real. And I had it happen that time when I made a big pot of chili to take to the park because of rugby, oh, whatever. Right. I, I invited this. other families to join us to have chili because, because it was like was always at the dinner little, time. Yeah. No, it just it was just like an awkward time where you'd have a lot of hungry kids and a lot of family all there at a rugby practice. It was at a weird right. moment. So right. I would try to bring our dinner, but it felt like a, sometime we just said, we'll bring a big pot of chili and you can all join us to yeah. eat at the park. But I made, so I did that, but then we had like, there were a bunch of just sort of stray high school students in the park that ate with us, that right. came and just ate. Just like, whoa. And then we still had leftovers that I feel like we dropped off to somebody who really was needing food. Yeah. Like there was something very see, funny. that's the Lord's court That's what I'm saying. It's too. just it's just the Holy Spirit food. Yes. It's like we made yes. the food because we wanted to do something we that would, under that that would shelter. glorify God. Yeah. And then there is a destination for it. We all found the, the destinations for it. Or think back in your uh, day when 
uh, you guys had no money. You should tell this well, story about the, T. Hung, right? Making. Well, we had a good friend in law school who called and he said, Nancy, we are coming to dinner tonight. We have macaroni and no cheese. I was like, okay, good. Come. <laughs> well, no idea. Like, I had some eggs in the fridge. <laughs> Whatever it was, it wasn't something to really provide everybody a lovely... Was, everybody was poor together. Yeah, we were time. all kind of just... And so our neighbor, this sweet Korean gal, said, I'm going to be making Korean food. Can Becca come over and help? And Becca was just a little kid, so maybe six, seven-ish. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, sure. And they lived on the other side of the duplex. And so she went over to help Kyung make uh, Korean food. When she came back, she said she's going to send a sample over. And I said, oh, that's fun. So, meanwhile, I was thinking about how I could pull off like a breakfasty dinner and what I had. And we could scramble whatnot. eggs. Yeah. yeah. Well, then she comes over with, I mean, she just kept coming in with casserole after casserole <laughs> of all these different dishes of Korean food. And so we had quite the feast. That was Holy Spirit food. Yes, it was, for the, sure. and that was being on the receiving end of the Holy Spirit food, where well, friends with no money and no food said, "We're coming to we're your coming house," and you're and, like, "Well, we have no money and no food, but we'll feed you an egg." <laughs> but look but what then God the Korean did. neighbor I just brought it. The other so time sweet. that happened is we had a family uh, come through town with a bunch of kids and an RV, and we had arranged for them to plug their RV in at some friend's house. And so they came to our little bitty house, all these very big people with big kids. And um, we said, well, we've got a place for you to hook up. And they said, oh, no, we'll just stay here in your driveway or parked in front of your house. And we had one bathroom. So all the kids, they started running through showers, you know, and Mm -hmm. doing this. And my parents were visiting. And I realized they were going to stay for dinner. And... So I proceeded to make an enormous vat of mac and cheese. <laughs> I don't think I was really expecting this to happen. Yeah, yeah. And so mom and dad just dove in and were chatting with them all. And mm. you came in unhappy. Said, Mom, uh, not my godly that years. boy is, won't let me ride my bike. And he is going to break it or whatever. And I said something like, honey, you know... Jesus said we could be entertaining angels. And you looked at me like, come on. <laughs> try mom. again, mom. Yeah, try, try again. Have you seen that this kid? There's no angel he is out not there. An angel. <laughs> but I just saw the Lord meet me yeah. like in the kitchen and making all that mac and cheese. And my mom was visiting with the wife and she was so hungry for fellowship. They'd been yeah. on the road. Yeah. I mean, it was a sweet, memorable time, totally. but it was just mac and cheese. Well, I think the thing about Holy Spirit food, I had another time when I always feel like it's funny when you tell a story on someone who I know listens to the podcast. So I wanted to say, hi, Kathleen. <laughs> but we, I had another time where I was making food and it's like if I accidentally end up with too much food yeah I actually it, it is funny I make myself sound like a super charismatic yeah. but it's more like huh. who is this for oh yeah the question is right so the Lord led me to over over yeah. over make food yeah so it must be for some right so I what ended up happening is just very funny is that I texted our next door neighbor and asked if they could use some food for something yeah. 
having no knowledge that they had just spent the whole night in the ER with their toddler and they oh. had like just gotten home and they were uh, yeah. some complicated thing was yeah. happening or their baby I'm not sure but I don't remember all the details but when they came home yeah. and her husband is on a very restrictive diet and the meal mm-hmm. that I made threaded the needle to be things Perfect. that he could eat yeah. it was like making a very complicated dietary it's need so the, great and you just know God you love that, that. Well, you know God right was like, now, here it is, this is what you're doing. When I make, you know, it's just the three of us here. <laughs> Doug and I live with his 93-year-old dad, and he doesn't eat very much. So anyway, when I want to make enchiladas or lasagna, it seems really like, what in the world am I going to do with all this? And sometimes I have that same feeling. And and you and the kids stopped by the other yeah. day. Mm-hmm. I think I fed you yep. something. Yeah, I you know, and so the rest of that like, pan we handled. Yeah, it. they handled <laughs> it. So for me, at this stage and where we are, where we're located, it might be I'm just going to feed some drop by or some. Yeah, totally. Grandkids, hungry grandkids. I love feeding hungry mm-hmm. grandkids. But I think that this pair really fits in, like that. There are those times when we see the Holy Spirit food, which is where we're like, all right, Lord, who can I bless with this? Right. Because this is something right. that I have received. And and sometimes I will just make extras of some, like I'm like, On well, purpose, let's just overshoot let, it because yeah. there's probably right. something we'll need this for. But other times I don't know I'm going to do that. I just do it on accident. Right. But but part of that is sometimes you see it very objectively, but it's actually the nature of all of the food we ever make right. is that it is that the Lord has done this for us, well, that it's and intentional and yes. it's, and that we don't see what all's happening, but that that's very much goes with what you're saying, that we're in the courts of the Lord, yes. which means that, so if we're making food, it's for his people and for his purposes and, and, and for, right. And Sabbath dinner is just one part of hospitality. Hospitality is much bigger oh, than yeah. just Sabbath oh, dinner. Oh my word. Yeah. Sabbath dinner though, it helps us just mark the week It is a wonderful tradition now that where we just all Mm -hmm. gather and do this and it's a great place to invite people but hospitality obviously is far bigger than that and it includes just the little drop bys and just all of the things taking food to your neighbor or whatever you're doing Mm -hmm. and i love i do think that there's a big part of sabbath dinner that is like now, what you can look and see all the fruit that has happened through the years because of Sabbath dinner. But if you're just getting started, don't think you're going to see that right now. Right. It's like, oh, yeah. it's like planting no. a tree and you <clears throat> don't want to be. And I was going to say, I think there might be a temptation in here with what you were saying about Wendy uh, Wilkins. That's a very sweet kind of an expression of gratitude to think right. back on it. Yeah. But don't get into that trap of thinking... If you can't think of something momentous that happened oh, right. when you did of this, course. that it wasn't worthwhile. It's just faithfulness. It's just, it's just, it's, and it's a lot <laughs> of just the same basic work in the same direction over a long period of time. That you're just right. going to keep doing this in one... You're just going to keep at it. And there will be a time when all of a sudden you go, whoa, look how far we've come. Or look right. what happened here. But it doesn't happen like that. Well, I hit the, the spot. I did hit. I remember hitting the place where I realized, okay, I'm now feeding a lot of people, and I need to start a lot sooner. And this is much more work. Yeah. And I also remember I would be so glad, like when you kids arrived, or I could grab you or grab Becca or you know, and say, "Hey, come look at what happened to this. What am I going to do?" 
it's not ready. You know, yeah. the rice is still hard as nails. What are we going to do? You know, and it was like, oh, whew, they're here. I have help. <laughs> I have, I, and even if I didn't need you to stir the pot, it was just like that reinforcements are yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Get the girls in the kitchen because they're so capable and they can just jump in and help me get over this hump. Because I've mentioned the hour of darkness, you know, uh-huh. which is that last half hour before the guests arrive and yeah. everything is... I was going to say, Mom, you know what's a funny moment like that that you'll think is funny is that I saw some tablecloths. I was out and I was like, I think that these would be good. Like, I think I should probably grab these for a new, just a regular tablecloth rotation. Yeah. But do you know what I thought? I'm not going to get them until I show my girls and see what they think. Yes, And the reason I felt that way is because they set the tables. And they like to set the tables. And if they don't like the tablecloths, they won't use them. Like, I I can buy them and they won't use them. And I was like, you know what? I actually need to make sure they all think that this is a good idea before I purchase these. Perfect. And yes, I remember that. And it just helped me. It still does. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's that actually was funny for me though. It's that I'm like, It's funny because that's not me. We're on, it's not me it's, to not be able to decide right. about something like but that. But it's your teammates. Yeah, totally. These are teammates. It's now. Like, are They're we all behind just... this as a new neutral tablecloth? <laughs> can can I get a witness? Like, Should oh, I buy no. these? Oh no, don't yeah. do that, mom. And yeah, they're all like, like, yes, it. yes, get them. Yeah. I'm just thinking that was actually really funny. That yes, that well, and that's a promotion for them. Oh, totally. It's, it's I, just great. I for sure need like, them. I value your opinion. I value what you contribute. And this is, you are, you know, it's womanhood. Yeah. Yeah. You have good taste. Yeah. I want to know what you think. And it's great to have them. It's great to have their help. So, okay, let's see. What's okay, another so what popular else should we talk about? about? About Sabbath dinners. But besides who does the dishes and what do you make? That's a big one. But you've gone over lots of recipes and things. Yeah. Just make what you like. Make what's fun. Make what you make can Make what afford. your people like also. Don't make things that I would no say one wants. Make what your people like yeah. is an important, an important component. And we just, you know, for years, my goal was to find a big piece of meat and then just do all the trimmings. But then we got too big. It's like, well, how many pieces of meat? No, Can I, I fit in my oven? Starts Not to that be, many. It starts to be unwieldy. Yeah, so I kept getting like bigger equipment and more stuff. And then I started moving more to other kinds of cooking. Mm-hmm. And my my racks in my oven wouldn't hold my Sagging. huge Dutch oven anymore. And I could barely lift it in and out when it's yeah. loaded down. So I started getting those throwaway pans because they are light. Yeah. And you can fit more Well, the in. other thing, the rectangular, the big rectangular. Yeah. Um aluminum pans go you can fill up the whole rack with those like you can get a lot of square footage in there well and i remember um i would save some little jars and especially in the summer i would send the little girls out to make flower arrangements Mm -hmm. from the garden and just put them on set the table i love that just letting them i would love that too but we're not there yet with our garden our resources outside are not yet yeah i know that way i know but you can get bring flowers in and you do this and say okay girls you arrange them oh yeah i'd never do arrangements right. now i always get yeah, hand they it off to yeah. other people they do wherever you get the flowers but yeah that was fun to give them more to do and i'd have granddaughters over to help set the table and make the place cards and yeah. arrange all that and i actually get a lot of delight out of my kids uh, struggling with the seating arrangement. Oh, I know. That's they, the hardest thing. It is very hard, but they do it for me. They figure yeah. it out, and they will work on it. And it is actually, I think, a super good life experience, especially when no, you have a big tricky. when you have a big group. Yeah, you 
if you don't do seating arrangements, it will probably cause a lot more awkwardness. Totally. And if you do them, you may end up putting someone in a weird spot. Like someone may be like, why did I, why am I here? But I will say that nothing has been so great an experience for my children as how to be a guest or how to like to be on the other side of trying to work it out to try to make the seating arrangement fun and enjoyable for everyone has given them such a different appreciation of if you go in somewhere and there's a place card for you you do not there is nothing in you that's gonna look to the right and to the left and be like I didn't really want to be here or I didn't I mean I think that it, but that's the kind of lesson that having your kids help you with things they learn gives them the inside yeah angle on stuff that's like oh my word no it's you don't difficult. go stand in someone's kitchen when they're in the final throes of things and ask them really random right. questions or right. or well and i and tell me the, your life story as time went by we ended up with a the teenagers would drift off and eat in the library mm-hmm. the little kids would sit at our big table because there were so many of them and then the adults would sit in the living room yeah at tables so it it just morphed. We started out with everyone at the same table, and we kept adding leaves and more leaves and more yeah. leaves and more. And I could fit 23 around that table. But then it just got to be, it, we can't do it anymore. So and someone would be, remember, we'd be sitting yeah. in the, out in the living room at the end of the table. Well, I thought part of our house plan was to have the hall. You can seat tables in uh-huh. the hall. But we've never actually we done it. To. No, we put tables in the hall yeah. all the time, but not all the not way down all the, the way. hall. But that would and be fun sometimes. It would be fun, except for the thing I can't figure out is if you have a big dining room, why would you? Why do are that? you not putting I, people in the dining room? I know, Good and point. especially because our dining room, our dining room, we always have two big tables in our dining room, so yeah. there's always twenty seats without, right. and without then that one little any, thing. Yeah. So there's really twenty six. No, seats and the all reason the time. you did that is from growing up in our house. Yes. No. It's like, mm-hmm. we need more Well, room. the other problem is we had seven kids, so a that table of a ten. Problem. No, but I'm saying a table <laughs> that seats ten is yeah. already full. Quite. You can't fit your guests exactly. in. You can't have a guest. Exactly. If we fit for a sure. table for ten. But one of the other, th- one of my fondest memories of Sabbath dinners was all the stuff that happened afterwards. So when the kids were little, Doug would get his guitar out and sing silly songs, and they would invent all the running around Mm-hmm. moves to go mm-hmm. with the songs and so there was a lot of that and then there was uncle ball in the summer mm-hmm. of, which is just dodgeball with the uncles dodgeball with the uncles but the uncles stand in a circle and the kids yes. are all in the mosh pit and they throw the ball across the circle and whoever they hit in the middle is right. out right and uncle ball was very popular it was very popular very popular and so that was a <laughs> that was a very fun yeah aspect to sabbath dinner so it wasn't just the food and just sitting down it was just having a rollicking good time yeah and getting up and serving yourself like the buffet for sure we quit doing family style after we hit Mm -hmm. too many people and not enough serving dishes so it's like buffet it and then we would get the kids all settled down and parents going through with three plates you know trying to get Mm -hmm. all the kid food or then and i love this the boys so Nate and Luke and Ben would just grab the food and walk around and serve all the little kids' plates. Oh, right, yeah. And get them all served so because they, they couldn't really reach the buffet very well. And yeah. then, you know, so we would just that go through. Just, that, now they're all, 
adult size. They're all they're taller enormous. than I am, so yeah. we don't need to go around and serve them over no, their shoulders. They can do it. They but can handle we, it. You themselves. just roll with it. We didn't. We didn't ever say, "Oh no, we've never done it like that." You may not. No, there's no tradition. Like, and I actually think it's one of the biggest killers of tradition is to be so dead about it, to be so like, I will not allow this. And this is a thing I say in totally other subjects, which is discipline. That it's very common for people to say that you need to, that the most important thing in disciplining your kids is to be consistent, to just be consistent all the time. But one of the things I think it doesn't take into account is. What is what is being consistent actually mean? And I think my opinion is that being consistent is not about giving them the same discipline no matter what happens in every situation so they learn something. The consistency is a parent who loves you, knows you, and wants you to learn this about God or about your life. And it's not the method that they used to try to communicate that. Right. And it I just think and changes. But I think all the consistent time. being consistent is something that we're trying that everyone who's trying to build a tradition is trying to do. You're trying to build a tradition by making something reliable and occurring over and over again. And right. I think it's really important to realize that the actual heart of the tradition yeah. is not the method, it's not the menu, right. it's not the like the actual living heart of it is that people who love God want to glorify him in this way that we gather. And whether that means that sometimes we're having a hot dog or sometimes we're having a really nice meal on China. Like we're not actually we're not actually trying to do the same thing all the time. We're the heart of it is something else. And I think that that should be encouraging because if you go and we had we've had seasons where it was like we are paper plating it. Of course. Well, and we've had lots of seasons. Do you remember the musical um birthday cake stand mm. that mm. I would wind up and it would play a song and Happy light up birthday. with lights with lights and twirling and <laughs> we did that till it died but you I know think I mean, we also phased we just, out of that because we had too many people too many, for one cake to be I know in all just, applicable every, so right. then it was like never mind we, about that we're yeah we're skipping on. that yeah. now Rachel makes this slab cake a cinnamon cake that is to die for. You I'm made it last about the week. Gooey cinnamon bars. That's a oh, Smitten Kitchen recipe. Oh my goodness! Gooey cinnamon bars. Those are good. It is so good, and I find myself sneaking back for just a. <laughs> <laughs> that recipe. But, it's because we had Mexican food, and it is sort of so churro-like. Good. Like it is. It, is it has so some. Good. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a churro in texture. It's just the right. cinnamon. It goes with Mexican. So food. now I have more of a support role. And I try to be supportive in ways that'll be helpful. My and, mom almost and always I'll comes try. to my house with a whoa with a stack of dessert plates. Well, that I do. That's easy. I know, the but she's always ordering me different colors of dessert plates. Yeah. But you know what? I don't ever think to buy them. I'm always no, like, and I have look that, at that. I have a stash. I have it dialed in, and I don't order them well anymore. I just buy them at Walmart. It's like a pack of forty, maybe something, something like that. Anyway, she just always gives me different colors of dessert plates. It's the best use, thing because I use them every week. Paper plates for dessert every week, and that's perfect. Almost always in the in the fall. I mean, there's a time winter. you don't. Yeah, yeah but, but in the fall or winter, sometimes, sometimes. I mean, yeah. I put this with a major qualification yeah. on it. We will set the tables and put salad plates on all right, of right. the plates and put the salad on it, which is great because in that context. Then waiting while other people are going to the buffet is not as much of a yeah. problem. But yeah. our island 
we try to do two-sided buffets yeah. a lot so that we can great. try to get people through great. faster. Uh, and that's how I am. That's what I'm always trying to get up to the minute on, making sure I have enough serving serving stuff and things so that we can duplicate mm-hmm. across the buffet right. each. Not that the serving thing has to match, but that the, you want to have a vessel of roughly the same size for each. We we outgrew all of our serving bowls. It was like oh, yeah, you can only time. have so many fiddly ones, so we had to go to the enormous ones. And then I think it's actually... It's just funny. a great big muddle that goes on forever yeah, in that way. Just... I think you just, there, <laughs> there is always. You're just always trying something yes. new and pushing it out to the edges a little more. Always. And it just, it just is whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And you just, and you just thank keep the working Lord on it, it and keep, you know, chuffing yeah. along. I felt really big about myself because I remembered I saw some serving stuff that was on clearance at Bed Bath and Beyond. And, it was those like a serving square spatula, like what you would use okay. to get a piece of lasagna or yeah, enchilada. Yeah. And I really was proud of myself for buying three of them because I never remember that I don't have yes. those. Yes. And when we're like here, because this is the double-sided buffet problem, right. having one square spatula is insufficient for yeah. four pans of enchiladas or whatever. I'm like always... Like, oh, no, yeah. we have to find something. I'm like, can you use a pie server? I mean, <laughs> so some of my little tricks that I maybe already shared on this once, but. Share them again, Mom. Share them again. One was, as it grew and got big and big and mm-hmm. big, and I was, you all were coming as guests. You know, you were arriving. Yeah. You weren't there for all the yeah. um, setup. So I would just fill up a vase with water and set it back behind the. Um, sink, oh, right. and no one would notice it because if someone brings you flowers, yeah, and you and it's the sweetest thing in the world, but you have to put it, stop and go find the vase, you mm-hmm. have you know, and get yeah. it. And I would just say, Thank you so much. Look, Pop I it already in. prepared with the and picture. And if nobody brought me flowers, I did, it's no problem. Yeah, that was one. And then you've also talked about my emergency drawer, yeah, that's a good one in the bathroom, which is just to have everything there that a guest might need. Mm-hmm. And so you don't have to drop everything to go find your tweezers. There's a set always there is one. there. There's a hairband in there. Just and a band-aid, band-aid. and some hand lotion and mm-hmm. all the all the things. Yeah, all the things. There, and there's you never and an apron. Sabbath needs to have a fun apron. Yes. And Doug would put on a playlist he made for me called Nancy Sabbath. And he just had some of my favorite music on, and he would turn it on Saturday. That's good for me when I was in there cooking. Yeah, that's just, fun. It was. I fun. also think it, it was helps. fun. It's a happy memory. It helps to think. I don't do this, so now I'm giving advice that I don't abide by. Okay, what is? It? I try to. I do abide by it sometimes. I just don't always do this. It really helps to think of it earlier in the week. Like, what do I feel like making? Mm-hmm. So that you can make some of the decisions early on. about what you're doing, which means that it's possible for you to grab some of what you might need Friday night or right. whatever. A lot of the time we just end up going, we really have to do a separate grocery run for Sabbath, Sabbath because yeah. there's enough food that we have to buy that I couldn't just throw it right. in with my weekly stuff. But, well, as though I shop weekly. 
which is also a big But I usually got all my Sabbath stuff in on Friday. So Saturday morning, I got up. Sometimes I had to go Saturday morning. But Mm -hmm. people, you know, there's so many things that come up. People are doing Saturday morning like I I was not doing because... No, yeah, totally. Depending on the menu, sometimes I could totally do that. Yeah, but we work on it with stuff like... If I have a rough idea earlier on, yeah, it just eliminates some of the pondering right. that we might do. That we might be like, "Do you feel like that?" Yeah. I don't know. It's good to just kind of well, one act it's, on it's it. It's very fun for me to see your style of Sabbath, and when the Merkels lived in England, and Dad and I went to visit yeah, yeah. a few times, and they would set up their table. It filled up the whole kitchen, and you had to. It was really cute, so fun. And they would have their Sabbath dinner, and Ben had a separate liturgy for yeah. it. It was wonderful. But just to see their style of mm-hmm. Sabbath dinner, and I used to do while they were <clears throat> while they were gone, I would fill little sandwich, the little brown bags, sandwich mm-hmm. lunch lunch bags. lunch bags, with treats for their Sabbaths, and write like what number it was. And when they went to England, they would take them with them up to the point where we would come to visit. And then when I came mm-hmm. to visit, I'd bring enough for the... T- <laughs> and it was just silly little things. They were itty-bitty kids. And yeah, yeah. so it had like glow sticks and candy. and yeah, yeah. But they were their Sabbath bags. Yeah. And I'm just so glad I did that. Yeah. No because kidding. it just meant... It kept them connected to us. And it was mm-hmm. Sabbath-oriented. And it was just... Right. So I think... Treats for the kids, uh, candy on the table. So the little kids aren't excluded, that it's really about them. So yeah, that there's no, to, it's not like it's so it's not an adult fancy town thing. that no. you can't, that it should be very easily yeah. enjoyed well, by we people got the of all little, ages. We got little cute wine glasses for the little kids to have mm-hmm. a sip of wine for the toast. We would sprinkle candy down the... You know, and they had. We've done. We just did lots of sure things to make this it too. Fun. We would do freezer paper, freezer paper down the kids' table sometimes that with crayons. That was your idea, and I loved it. And you would get it. You would set it up at my house. Yeah, we just put crayons and freezer paper just to help them kind of with cups settle of, to stay there yes, a little bit longer. Yeah. Like, let's not be That's all agitating idea. to go play tag, yeah. but let's have some. Which we totally let them. They did yeah. totally go party like children afterwards. Well, they just love to run around I've, and be I, silly. I think you've mentioned this, but that I was wiping down the table one time and the light hit it just right and I saw that someone hmm. had carved in our table, our cherry table, <laughs> a big smiley <laughs> face and then two straight lines, like vertical lines for eyes. <laughs> and I just thought, I loved it. No, I mean, you're like, you well, if you're going to do some graffiti, you might yes, as well do a big do a smiley, smiley face. face. And I thought it wasn't like it didn't mar the table. But if you just ha- yeah, you had the right it. angle, it was just cut through enough. There's it was a big embossed. They just yeah. sort of embossed yeah. your table. And it wasn't a frowning face or an ugly face. That is it so funny. It was a big smile. I never found out who did that. No, I've never heard tell of that either. We did know that whoever carved the name Daphne into the table was not <laughs> Daphne because but that wasn't my table. Um, it's the one that the Merkel sat down. Oh, okay. It was so it was your table. Yeah, but it was Our and first it table. was carved, but it was spelled D A F N E, which Daphne would not have done. No, so she no. didn't know how to spell her name. Yeah, and so you have to just roll with it. 
if glasses break, if things happen, you know that's spills, actually drops. I had messes, a good um, garbage left around the yard in our new in our young parenting life. I had a vase that I found at a rummage sale that I adored, loved. I mean, loved it. Like this thing gave me what insane joy. Don't remember it. It was just just a really wild yellow, and it was like a big pottery, like a big balloon oh, with a pretty narrow yeah. neck. And it I think just, I remember that. the shape and the color. Yeah. It was super fun, yeah. and it was super fun with. We had a fluorescenty rose bush, mm, and mm-hmm. so it would be this fluorescent pinky, yeah. weird rose. But we would cut it long, and I'd stick it in that thing. And there was something so fun and hilarious about this huge, big yellow vase with just like because it, it the neck was appropriately right. sized right. to fit one, and it was just really cute. Yeah, I remember. And I loved that thing. And it and it's not that often that you have a possession that you just enjoy looking at. Like you see it and you're like, this is just Makes great. I happy. love it. It just made me happy. I loved it. And it was on a shelf in our living room and the shelf was on a hut. So it was a, it was a hutch and it was on the shelf of the hutch. And we were moving something else and that shelf was super heavy. It was like a very heavy top part. And I think we were moving the uh, couch or something. Anyways, it, whatever happened, we were not moving the hutch, but we bumped it in a way that knocked the shelf off and the shelf that was so heavy fell. And Chloe was like two years old walking right <gasps> underneath it. Ooh. And Luke caught it, but the vase flew off and smashed everywhere. And it was, <laughs> it was like such a moment mm-hmm. of being like, here is my precious toddler. Mm-hmm. Which actually matters. Mm-hmm. And the yellow vase that I really like, which matters not at all. Right. Like, <laughs> like how much I Amen. care about this vase is in the negatives right yes. now. Like, like we've had a near-death mm-hmm. toddler dying by falling bookshelf mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. my vase broke. But the thing I was going to say about that is that there's a certain level of you're having people in your house and you want to set your table pretty and you want to do these things. But it's it's going... It's going to be broken. It's going to be stained. Oh, yeah. It's going to be dinged. It's, dinged. Have it's a going happy face carved in it. Your new chairs are gonna have a leg broken off of them, and yeah. everything. And I think that there's a ton of peace in just knowing that that's what it's for. Right. It's just, absolutely. It's just. It's just for us being able to, to move along and and not worry about it, and that who we would damage by caring more about that right is it's so, the thing you don't see is who you would really be destructive to right to be getting shrill about your tablecloth and if someone spills the red wine on your beautiful white linens just just don't what worry were about you it. doing with white linens in the first I place know. is the real question. i mean it's just all these things yeah the cleanup i do the say mix, the breaks. here's my tip i do keep in our uh pantry not our pantry. It's in the channel, but it's right by the tables. I keep the stain treater spray. Yes. So that when we go to clear the tables, I go spray all of the. That's smart. I spray all the stains yeah. on the table. And also, this is counterintuitive. Shake those things out. Yes. In there. Because otherwise they get so much debris in the laundry yeah. room, which we didn't need to Well, I used to take all the tablecloths out to the deck and shake them over the deck it was second story so i could just if i did that all the stuff would then be on the patio (laughs) yeah 
And they would just go off, you know, I didn't mean like napkins and large yeah. pieces of Mostly, bread. We a lot of just times the, have the little name tags. The name tags are all little slips yeah. of paper in there. So I that, saved name tags. I went through many different versions of name tags. Becca made me some, remember? I could write on them and then erase and put them next week. Mm. She had a couple of those laminated. And then I had those little porcelain ones that you could write on. And Oh, man, I forgot that at Christmas one time we made, we did sugar cookies yes. and made the sugar cookies yes. the name tags. name tags. That was fun. And your girls made those little napkin rings for Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, with basket. Um... Sometimes we would write the... Well, what is reeds with reeds for basket reeds. weaving? We wove a right. bunch of napkin rings, that and was you've fun. written names on plates before. Yes, we used to do it with a dry erase marker on yeah. the edge of the plates outside. <laughs> we would just write the yeah. names on the plates. Do Why it not? That way, we've done it all the ways. We have done it all. Yeah. Well, but Mom, what would you say for your parting shot of encouragement to people? My who parting are... shot is bless you, and just just do it. Just be hospitable. Just remember you are in the Lord's courts mm-hmm. and live and act like you are. Yeah. And just commit all of your hospitality to him and ask him to bless your Sabbath celebration, whatever it is, even if it's just two of you. Yeah. God say, all those you. years ago when mom started doing it, it's it was thinking generationally. But then you fast forward to now and it's even more that way because I have... I have children who are already thinking of what it will be like when they have grandkids and how they, right. like, how much it actually grows exponentially right. as you go. And just don't lose heart now no. over things like having to do the dishes. And don't fuss over it. Yeah. And don't worry about, I had a guest book for a while, which was very fun, but then it just got obsolete. It would, but we had plenty of them. Yeah. And, and uh, it was I'm just grateful. And I loved when the grandkids started wanting to bring people. And yeah, now they fun. do more often. Yeah, they do. And it, that's they a great thing. Sure. Thank yeah. you, All Rachel. Right. All right, everybody. Thanks so much of for course. In- inviting me on your show. Of course, show. Mom. Thanks for coming. <laughs> All right. Bye. Until next time. Bye-bye.